0: Jared to the GM on ESPN 1025, The Game. So we talked to Fitz, Jason Fitz, ESPN Radio. We talked to Fitz in the last segment about the young quarterbacks, right? Because he talked about Mariota, and he was like, you know, hey, if you're okay with Mariota having a good game every now and then, that's what he's going to be, just like Andy Dalton. And that, you know, in this league, you got to be consistent and all that stuff. And I was like, well, what about Carson Wentz? Because everybody loves Carson Wentz, right? At least three years ago, everybody loved Carson Wentz. Loved him. And so it's funny because during the break, Fitz texted both of us and said, I know, I now know I have quarterback trust issues. Then gives me all the no's he's got. You ready for this? He says no to Jones. He's already saying no to Daniel Jones. Now I have not watched a second of Daniel Jones football. So I may be the single least educated person in the world to discuss Daniel Jones. But how can you say no to the guy when he's 2-0 and as a starter and just beat the Redskins 24-3 to or whatever it was? Played no. two games. I mean, I can't say <laughs> yes to him, but I'm not going to say no. I don't know. Uh, he says, Fitz says, no to Daniel Jones, no to Dwayne Haskins. Again, played one, one game. game.
1: Half of one game.
0: <laughs> no to Daniel Jones, no to Kyler Murray, no to Josh Rosen, no to Jared Goff. No to Josh Allen, no to Jameis Winston, and no to Mitchell Trubisky. He says maybe to Jimmy G, maybe to Baker, maybe to Carr, maybe to Mariota, maybe to Lamar Jackson, and says yes to Carson Wentz. Now, he forgot Dak Prescott in here. So I'm going to text him back and say Dak, question mark. Because Dak, if you have Dak, now you literally have every quarterback under the age of 30 in the NFL, I think when you're i mean at that point you know Stafford and Rivers and Breeze and Rodgers and all that. to me that like other than Mahomes which we all agree is a hands down yes i don't know if i love any of these guys you know like who do you really love now again i'm not i have no opinion on any of the rookies cuz like Murray's team sucks and the other two have barely played so i have no opinion on the rookies but I don't really like Trubisky. I don't really like Golf. I don't really like Jameis Winston. You know, Jimmy G, like Jimmy G Baker, Lamar Jackson, Wentz, Golf, Dak. They've all experienced some form of success already in their career. But do you love any of these guys? Are any of these guys for sure franchise carry you on the back quarterbacks?
1: Well, I mean, we don't know that. That's that's my that's why I talk the way I talk about these quarterbacks. I mean, you just don't know. Daniel Jones, he's played two games. Okay, he may be the greatest franchise quarterback in the history of the New York Giants. And then he may be out of the league in three years. We just don't know. That's the, that's the hard part. And that's the hard part, especially about quarterbacks. Because, again, it takes them forever to get to a point where they... That's why, at some point in time, and that's why, like with Marcus... You know, I mean, I, in my mind, we've reached that time where somebody's going to have to make a decision on him. And, and you know, none of us know what that decision is going to be. But some of these other guys, I mean, there's no, you don't, you know, you don't have to make a decision on them. Now, is it going to be hard to keep them and keep them playing and, you know, all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, that may be hard. But when you draft these guys, when you bring them in and that's your franchise, You're saying, hey, I'm bringing this guy in to be my quarterback for the next 15 years. So, you know, what he does now and next year is not going to be the end of the world for me.
0: So it's funny because I'm just looking at, at the list that Fitz has, right? Like, So to me, there are the guys who the jury is still out on, and there are the guys who the decision has been made. The decision has been made on Jared Goff. Like it or not, the decision by the L.A. Rams has been made. He is the starting quarterback of the L.A. Rams. Right. Same with Wentz. Jerry right. has made it sound like Dak is now it hasn't gotten done yet but Jerry has made it sound like he's made the decision on Dak. I mean to me what I'm not 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 going nuts here but what evidence do we have Jimmy G the decision's been made? What evidence? Yeah, I'm not
1: yeah. You're right. I mean
0: they can get out of it if they want after this Maybe, year yeah. but um but if they do they're all getting fired. You know, Lynch is getting fired and uh, Shanahan's getting fired and all those guys are getting canned and they'll get a new quarterback. But, I, I mean, even even the guys where the decision has been made, Wentz, Goff, Dak, you really sold on those guys? Like, are you really sold that Jared Goff, for the billion dollars that he just signed for, to have Sean McVay tell him what's going to happen before the 15 seconds in the in the clock, do you really think... Jared Goff is carry you to the finish line quarterback right
1: now. Well, this is I mean the two things you have to analyze in all these. One, what's the team like? You know, are you the are you the weak link of the of the twenty two and everybody else on this team is pretty good and I'm just not screwing it up, which happens to some of these young guys that are really, really fortunate. Um you know, because they've they're in a perfect situation where, you know, maybe they've got great receivers, maybe they've got a great running game, maybe they've got great defense. Whatever it is, it's something that's really that's why a guy like Rosen. I mean, how how can you evaluate him? You know, how can you? I mean, it'd be easy to say, yeah, he's awful. I mean, that's that's easy to do, but is it right? Is that the right thing? You know, the right decision. And I, and I don't know that, and I don't know how you can tell that. Because the rest of the team is so bad.
0: Well, I use Deshaun Watson as the example. Deshaun Watson has three stud receivers. Deshaun threw for 160 yards last week against Carolina. Like, yeah, and, and it's mean, not like Carolina. And everybody would put Deshaun Watson in the yes category. But let's use Deshaun Watson and Dak because I think of all of the young quarterbacks out there, they may be the safest other than Mahomes. Mahomes, yes, you know, put him in the corner; he's an MVP. He's a great player. Deshaun Watson may be the safest bet of all of the young quarterbacks, not named Mahomes. He threw for 160 yards last week against Carolina.
1: Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson um, is going to have a hard time making this season, surviving this season.
0: Mariota and Deshaun Watson are both sacked 12.5% of the time, which is highest in the NFL. Yeah,
1: I mean, he, he's going to have a And he's getting hammered, you know. I mean, it's not that Marcus isn't. I'm not saying that, but... But, I mean, there he's he's been, I think he was the high, most sacked guy in the league last year and got hit, whatever it was. I mean, he is really, really taking a lot of abuse. So, I mean, you can get excited about him and maybe, but, I mean, he, he may be on IR next week, too.
0: Other than Mahomes, do you love a single one of these young quarterbacks?
1: I, I don't love them, but I don't hate any of them. You know, I mean, they're all just young quarterbacks to me. You and mean I think, th-
0: you mean you're ready to you're not ready to make an opinion on Dwayne oh, think, Haskins yet? Yeah,
1: I think I think all the question on all those guys is the same, which is what if you take Marcus and put him on the Rams, what do the do the Rams look a great deal different? If you take Marcus and put him at you know in Philly, does Philly look a great deal different? I don't know. You know, those are the questions. I mean, the only place I think that you can look and say that, yeah, he can't keep up would probably be at Kansas City with Mahomes.
0: The one that kills me about this is Jacoby Brissett. Because we haven't talked about Brissett at all. But to your point, if you put Brissett in L.A. with Sean McVay, would Brissett get you the same results as Jared Goff does? And the reason, again, this goes back to my thing, right, is everybody... I mean, the Rams paid... Uh, just a kitty and draft picks in order to get Jared Goff. Brissette was going to get cut in New England before he got traded to Indianapolis. If you can just get Brissett for a guy you don't want on your roster, why would you give Jared Goff all that money and all the draft picks to go up and get Jared Goff if Brissett can do almost the exact same thing and New England was trying to get him off their roster?
1: Well, if you can... But but just because you trade for a guy like Brissett doesn't mean he is Brissett. You know, the Brissett is the one... and I mean, keep in mind, they went through... A bunch, you know, they've been through, the, of of coming from that pedigree. Castle, we've seen. Um, Hoyer. Hoyer, we've seen. Mallet. Yeah, Mallet. I mean, there's a whole group of guys that came through there that didn't pan out like Brissett.
0: Although, if I, so. if it's a second-round pick that I can flip to New England to get Jimmy Garoppolo, or Philip Dorsett, who I'm going to cut to flip to get Brissett. I don't know if I'd have to, you know, move up to get the number one pick unless it is Peyton Manning that is sitting up there. And maybe sometimes we think these guys are all Peyton Manning, but I mean whew. I mean I'm looking at his list, man, and I'm like Lamar Jackson. I mean you don't like Lamar Jackson. No. Josh I,
1: as a, as a pocket quarterback. Yeah. Now is he an athlete? He's phenomenal Yeah, but do you think you can win a Super Bowl with Lamar Uh, Jackson? I I don't think so.
0: Okay, let's take your calls on the quarterback. 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. And what does it mean for the fact that Mariota, and what does Floyd think about it, meaning that Mariota hasn't even turned the ball over this season, we'll get to that coming up next. Jared of the GM live from the Wholesale Inc. studio powered by RumbleOn.com. It's ESPN 1025, the game.
2: What do you feel like you need to improve
0: on the most or what are you focused on improving on the most?
2: Well, I, first and foremost was just the negative place. You know, I feel like if we can stay on track on first and second down, we give our chance a better opportunity to sustain drives by being a third and manageable. So that's been a focal point for me uh, these first few weeks. You know, last week was a little better. I can still improve on that. And that's, that's what's cool about this game is no matter what, you can always improve.
0: That was Marcus today. I asked him, what he needed to improve on the most? He said the negative plays. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not asking what the offensive line needs to do. Plus, you did that in Alaska. You know, is it throw more touchdowns? Is it da da But Marcus goes with the negative plays. Floyd, we're talking young quarterbacks, who you trust, who you don't trust. And we were talking about it more during the break. It feels like other than Mahomes, there's not a single young quarterback that we trust
1: right but like i said there's there's none that you don't trust you know you i mean you're trying to keep an open mind with all those young guys because they haven't gone one way or the other
0: although i kind of you know i want to say i don't trust Jameis winston he just put 55 points up on the Rams. yes he did so as much as i want to say like you know what i i don't like Jameis winston i don't trust Jameis winston i don't believe in Jameis winston he did just put up 55 points on the NFC champion. So, to your phones, we go. Travis, up next on Marcus. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Travis.
3: Hey, what's happening, my man? Go. Um, This ain't what I called about, but since you're talking about stats, you know, you can make stats out of whatever you want them to be. But this is what I called about. Jared, earlier today, you said something that almost made me run off Bradley Park. Where you scared me out of You talking about... The game is coming up, let's not look at Marcus. If he don't do good, we can't talk about it because he's not supposed to play well against good defense. Five, Floyd, help me. Five years, and we still trying to pitty-pat around Marcus. Five years. Travis, it don't matter. Everybody ain't going to be Atlanta. Go out there and put it in work like you did against Atlanta. Put up points. Travis. Hey, I'm listening. Who
0: is the greatest quarterback that ever lived?
3: You shouldn't even talk about him with that man. Don't put him. Don't. That man I'm got a asking you, ring.
0: who is the greatest <laughs> quarterback who ever lived?
3: The greatest? I, I, I'm 53 years old, so I, I I can't say I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. So I'm gonna say Troy Aikman.
0: Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> stop. So, so, I mean.
3: so who
1: is recognized? Like a who is cowboy
0: recognized? Fan. I mean, you can. He's, Aikman's not like the best Cowboy quarterback. Who is the most recognized as the greatest quarterback who ever lived?
3: Well, it's between Peyton Manning and Brady. Uh, no, it's uh, not. Brady.
0: It's Tom Brady. And how okay. did Tom Brady do last week against the Buffalo defense?
3: Well, I mean, you're talking about a man that's almost 50 years old. I mean, <laughs> and he, he's he, the he,
0: best quarterback <laughs> in the league. He's the you, greatest quarterback ever. Again?
3: What about this guy been there five years, still a young buck, running 4-4-40, and you're talking about we, we shouldn't get on him if Buffalo – I told you the other day what what's going to happen. And you're preparing us so we can't say nothing. But you ain't going to handcuff me like it. I'm, I'm coming at you Monday. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you for your call, Travis. Uh-huh.
0: I, like, I, you, I, see, I get what Travis is saying. The, now, Jared, you can't say that you don't expect to uh, Marcus. You're setting it up so that when Marcus stinks on Sunday that you can't have his back. Tom Brady, 18 of 39, 150 in an interception against that defense. And you all want Marcus to go out there and light it up? 150 and in one interception for the greatest quarterback who ever lived. Ever. And you demand better than the greatest quarterback of all time.
1: Mahomes scored 20 points against Detroit. You don't quit playing Detroit, no. Well, he's. I'm not he saying the they best. can't win. You said the only the only young quarterback that's got a chance to be a superstar is Mahomes. He scored twenty points against Detroit. I mean, what's he going to? So he actually a, scored more points. They ended up winning that game. By the way. You're yeah, watching it right now. they in the fourth quarter replay. Yeah, well, I mean, but whatever it is, I mean, he's not. He's been averaging 50 touchdowns a year, or whatever it is. Yeah, he's I mean, he's stat. going crazy, and he got he did nothing against Detroit. But that doesn't mean Detroit is the greatest team you've ever seen. I mean, it's not you. So, like I say, you can't look at it like that. I mean, he, I'm just saying, they did a great stats, job. Marcus against, ain't throwing for two fifty. They three did touchdowns. a great job against uh, against Tom. Absolutely no, no doubt about it. And I'm not taking now. Tom didn't have in you know his receivers. He did the running game. Didn't go. The offensive line is hurt. All the things that you want to point to. And and my only point is about about um, Buffalo is we're going the other way. Our offensive line is back solid. Our receivers just played the best game of their careers. You know as a as a group. I'm talking about as a group. And we got a, a running back that just gained 100 yards. I mean, if there was ever a time that you would go into a game and think, you know what, guys, we finally got the band back together here. And uh, and you know what? We need to start playing this song and doing it right. And that's that's my only thing. That's the thing that I think we need to, you know, he needs to think about. Let's go
0: to Keith, who's up next. Go ahead, Keith.
4: Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You know, all these meddling quarterbacks, they can all be great if they have an offensive line that gives them time to make decisions instead of the first guy take chances. But, uh, you know, so in my opinion, I, and I called last week and said that, you know, Marcus is not a great quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. Uh, and he is fairly good if he has time to make decisions. Uh, anyway, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, it's all Keith. the offensive line.
1: I, I think that's, the, you know, that's the thing we mentioned last week. I mean, the protection, he got no sacks. The protection against against um, Atlanta was outstanding. Except those three and Arthur they, Smith boots or whatever that almost yeah, got him killed. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they did a great job of. of of pocket protection, and and I think they like the the caller said, I mean you see, uh, Marcus able to complete the ball, and and this week we got to do the same thing.
0: So I'm not in any disagreement with any of that. You know what I was thinking about though, as he was talking. You know who Marcus would be the perfect quarterback for? Who's that? Chicago, with that defense, a quarterback who can run a little bit does not turn over the ball, he'd be the perfect quarterback in Chicago. The problem is is Nagy wants to be like Andy Reid and wants to throw it 500 times. But I, I do think Marcus, you put Marcus in Chicago, that Bears team might win the NFC with Marcus at quarterback. Because I think the NFC is totally wide open. I mean, you got Dallas, New Orleans, L.A., Chicago. Maybe if Rodgers can carry his coach you know, in Green Bay... But I, I think they'll fade away. But again, I think the NFC is wide open. You put Marcus on Chicago, I think mean Marcus is the perfect quarterback in Chicago. Bryce is up next. What's up, Bryce?
4: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, in terms of young quarterbacks, the only ones I really trust outside of Patrick Mahomes are Deshaun and... Um, and I remember Deshaun
0: threw for 160 last week and no touchdowns against Carolina.
4: Yeah, I mean, you got Keekly, you got Reed. It's, they're not a bad defense. It's just... I get what you're saying. But, um, I, yeah, and Baker. Baker and Deshaun are the two that I trust. But my question is to you guys, I'm a Broncos fan. What do you do with uh, Locke when he comes back? Do you let him stand out there and get pummeled, or do you keep Flacco in there and let him get pummeled? I'll hang up and listen.
0: Thanks for the call. I don't think Locke's ready. Uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, to me, I think you need to redshirt Drew Locke. I think if they redshirt Drew Locke, they'll give him a chance. And they'll get a chance to get a pretty decent team around him. Denver is a mess. Speaking of young quarterbacks. By the way, the caller just brought up something we haven't even touched on, right? And that's Baker. You know, Fitz said that, I guess he kind of, you know, he would say he would trust Baker. Wasn't Baker like the talk of the season for the first month about not being good enough? Until they blew up, until the running game carried them to a huge win over Baltimore, Baker was, like, story number one. Why isn't Baker good enough? Is Freddie Kitchen's in trouble? Because Baker's not good. Like, and now we have, oh, you know, I trust Baker. Like, why?
1: They won. (laughs) That's it. Like okay, why do you trust Baker? Back, the running back rushed for two hundred yards, but three they won. Yeah, whatever it was. So, you know, it's if but, you win.
0: Like what the what the hell has Baker done that makes you trust Baker Mayfield? Like I don't.
1: I, I mean, if you're a Titan fan, not much.
0: Hey, I like Baker Mayfield. If you're a Titan fan, he throws the ball right to your team yeah, every time.
1: Three turnovers.
0: More of your phone calls six one five. Seven three seven one zero two five is the phone number. Baker Mayfield. You know, the story, one of the stories last week, and again, I, I hate using the word story on this because, not because it's not a story, because it's definitely a story, but you, talking about Floyd, you hate stories like this? You know, Rex Ryan on TV calls Baker Mayfield overrated as hell, and that becomes a story. And then they ask Baker about it, and then Baker has a comeback, and then all of a sudden, the Browns win a game because they stopped throwing the ball and they run the ball and now everybody's up no, no Baker's right back to being what Baker's supposed to be which I I have such a hard time with oh have such a hard time with
1: he's I'll say this they now, ran the ball
0: and now it's all good he
1: is uh, I don't know how many commercials he's on oh my god <laughs> he's everywhere him and his wife I saw one the other day I think in stadium someplace.
0: Which, if they don't win more, that'll become an issue. Is Baker doing too many commercials sure. and things like that? Let's get more of your phones, then we'll get back to him 615-737-1025 on Jared and the GM. By the way, the Music City Sports Collectibles and Autograph Show is coming up this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the factory at Franklin. And we're joined by Rich Altman, who's part of that Music City Sports Collectibles and Autograph Show. So, Rich, tell us who all's going to be at the show this week.
5: All uh, right, great to hear from you. Uh, yep, uh, Pete Rhodes is, uh, is seems to be the most popular, but uh, we have Earl Campbell. We have Instinct, Joey Patone, and Chris Kirkpatrick. We have Autumn Spile from Leonard Skinner. Uh, we have Titans. Uh, we have some local flavor. We have J.M. Brown, who's off to a great start, the linebacker for the Titans. And we have uh, Kevin Dyson, and Lorenzo Neal uh, coming to Relive that 20th anniversary of the Music City Miracles. We have Hall of Famer Raymond Berry. We just uh, we have and don't let's not forget the Predators. We have Victor Abbottson and Rocco Grimaldi with Bobby Hall on Sunday, and we have uh, Hall of Famer Raleigh Fingers and probably future Hall of Famer Ted Simmons on Sunday. And uh, we're excited about uh, we're ready. I think Nashville is ready for a big time show, and we're happy to be here.
0: All right, so tell the people here not only how important it is for Nashville to have a show like this, but if they want to come, when, where, and how can they purchase tickets? Again, that is at the factory at Franklin this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. How do you get tickets? When, where? Give me, give me, the, give me the scoop.
5: Right. Uh, Saturday, uh, up until Thursday night at 12 o'clock, we do pre-orders on tickets, which means people have a better position in line, and some people we expect to sell out. The call free number is 1 eight hundred eight four four seven seven three five, 844 7735, and our website is HollywoodCollectibles.com. And uh, we are excited after Thursday night, then uh, the tickets will be at the door. And if you pre order, we'll call, we'll be as you enter the show. And the show will be at the factory in Franklin at the Jameson Theater. And uh, we're excited about uh, being part of that facility as well
0: i never thought i would see an event that has earl campbell raymond berry and victor arvidson all at it but apparently you guys have got the the entire crew coming on out again rich thank you so much that's the music city sports collectibles and autograph show at the factory at franklin this friday saturday and sunday and again give us that website one more time rich
5: it's HollywoodCollectibles.com, and it's 1-800-844-7735.
0: Thank you, Rich.
5: Thank you. Yep, Have that, a great week.
0: Yep, that is coming up this weekend. The Music City Sports Collectibles and Autograph Show, The Factory at Franklin, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You heard it right there from Rich. Jared and the GM, CSPN, 1025,
5: the game. I think they play really hard. I think it's well-coached. I think the players play extremely hard. It's a good scheme. They play with really good technique, fundamentals. Um, really good on first down with a good third down package so it, it's a really good challenge. I mean they're a consistent top top tier defense for for a reason they they bat a lot of passes um, 20 I think eight or nine PBUs and I think ten of those are at the line of scrimmage guys that are rushing so that's it um, that be certainly be a big big key for us this week is to try to to not let them sit there and bat balls down.
0: Mike Rabel talking about the Buffalo defense, which again held Tom Brady to 150 yards passing. And yet everyone's going to, if Marcus doesn't light it up, they're going to be mad. Floyd, do you have a thought or do you want to go right to the people?
1: No, let's go to the people.
0: Phones, we go. Joe is up next. Thank you for calling.
4: Go ahead, Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to be real quick here. Uh, I think. Ah, Joe.
0: Oh, we lost Joe. Joe, get another phone. Oh, uh, he's back.
4: Can you hear me? Can oh, you hear me? Yes, go, go, Joe, go. Go. You, you got it. All right, so uh, I'm like you, Jared. I think the Bills scare the crap out of me. That defense, that offensive line that we have is just, you know, I know it did good last year, but let's be honest, Atlanta doesn't really have those big-name pass rushers. So I guess there's a kind of like a little deception there. But, Jared, I have a, uh, GM, I have a question for you. Uh, given the state of the Titans right now and the state of Marcus Mariota and what you know and what we know about him as of today, do you think if we were to keep him going forward, and I'm not talking about a long-term deal, but do you think he would get better being behind the same offensive coordinator and the same players consistently for at least another two years? Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks, Joe. I mean, you would you would have to hope that if everybody stayed in place and all of these guys Grew together, so to speak, yes, they would be much better. I mean, I think you see, um, you know, every club that goes through this. I mean, most of the time, teams that, like, you look at, we're talking about New England, so let's look at, you know, you've got, you've got, um, Tom, of course, but then you look at, like, the running game and the receivers. I mean, he, you know, Tom and, and Jules have been together for, I don't know what, ten, twelve years for a long time mm-hmm. and and all they do every week is go out and you know gain a bunch of yards. so yeah, I think anytime you can do that, it's you've got a chance to be much, much better. That's why teams like like uh New Orleans, let's say with you know with a quarterback because he's got a couple of receivers every year that are good receivers that he they're able to keep and and you know they go in it's not the fat like the guy now that's down there he's not the fastest guy in the league he's not the you know a special but he's really really good to the quarterback the quarterback feels confident quarterback will give him a chance make a bunch of ball uh, catch a bunch of balls and do well and he does you know so it works let's go to chad
0: Who's up next here on Jared and the GM? Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Chad.
4: Yeah, so I agree with you. I mean, we all agree. Number one, overall consensus on these young quarterbacks is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I put Wentz and the Sean Watson in the same category. I think they could be really good, but they got to stay healthy. Um, and then I'll put Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield in the same category. I don't, I don't really have much of opinion on them. I feel like I need more. I need more consistency out of them. Uh, but when it comes to the others, Jared Goff uh Dak Prescott uh guys like that I think if I had to lump all those guys together I'd have to go with Dak and I only say that because he's got more wins and he's got more game-winning drives since he's entered the league I don't believe he's a great quarterback I don't I believe he's an above good quarterback and a below great quarterback that's where I put Dak Uh, as far as Mariota goes from the outside looking in not being a Titans fan I really, truly feel that the organization just has done him an injustice. I feel like, and the caller said this before me, I feel like if he'd had any type of consistency with coaching and offensive schemes, he'd be a lot further along. But I feel like he's in his head every year, and he's never had a chance to just be free and let it rip. And I think that's what Marcus is missing. It might be too late for him, but I think that you need to keep the coaching staff for at least a couple more years and give Marcus a chance to have some sort of stability.
0: Thank you for Thanks. the call. The problem with that, though, is that you don't have contract years for Marcus after this year. You know, it's like, the hey, just let's see what Marcus is like with stability for three years. Okay? So you do that. Well, that'll cost you $23 million or $28 million a season every year to do that. And by the time you've run that course, now Jayon Brown has to get paid, and Taylor Lawan is probably not as good as he was, and Malcolm Butler's career's probably over, and you just I mean, you're really screwing yourself. You well, know, you don't have the years to be able to experiment anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's why this fifth year is so important. You know, this is kind of a I mean they could they could franchise and and get another year, but I mean you're not going to get you're not going to franchise for the next 3 years, you know, you got one more year after this if you want it. If you don't, if you can make a deal, then great, make a deal and and maybe Marcus knows that you know what he's there may not be places out there. everybody wants you know a, a thirty million a year. That's all well and good, but you may not be able to get it, and if you can't, then you know twenty two might be a ton of money, and that might be okay. We just don't know any of that yet.
0: six one five seven three seven one oh two five Johnny is up next. What's up, Johnny?
4: Yeah, hey, I just wanted to pick a phone with you about all-time greatest quarterback. It's Tom Um, Brady. Okay, well, Tom, with his headset and his tutu, can't (laughs) hold a candle to Johnny Unitas calling his own plays on the field in an era when clotheslining was legal. And I'll leave it at that. Thank okay, so much.
0: thank you for the call. So it's funny. I, I believe, you know, like a lot of people, you listen to these old baseball people talk about players, right? And they'll be like, oh, Walter Johnson, the big train. Nobody had a fastball as fast as Walter Johnson's. And then they found some film where they were able to, like, scientifically find Walter Johnson threw, like, 92 miles an hour. Well, now every pitcher in a baseball game throws 100. So... You know, was Walter Johnson really, really that good back in those days? Because, yes, he was. He struck out everybody. But, you know, was he zooming it in there like the guys last night that were pumping 100 every time out there? No. It's like Babe Ruth, right? Like, if if you were—I never watched Babe Ruth play. But if you were to put Babe Ruth out there in today's game, would Babe Ruth really be good? got these guys that were pumping steroids and you got, you know, big muscles and all. Babe Ruth was fat. Like, you know, the first thing, Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth would get to the clubhouse and they'd be like, hey, lose some weight. So, like, you know, I go back, Johnny Unitas went went to the best college in the world, Louisville. But it was Johnny Unitas really better than Tom Brady.
1: Well, you can't, I mean, this is why it's so hard because it's, it's impossible to con- compare all these guys because what what they did at a point in time was different than than what we're doing now you know when johnny when johnny was playing i mean he was a great quarterback there's absolutely no doubt about that he he won't have anywhere near the same numbers that tom is going to have for anything that he does you know per se, that is yards wins Super Bowls, whatever playoffs, whatever you want to join. But when he played, I mean, he was a great, great player and and uh, and won a bunch of games, you know. But was and and is a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, and he should be. But the greatest of all time. That's why I've always the argument to me and the reason that Tom is is the best of all. Is if you want, you've got those guys that are going to say, "Hey, Montana was the greatest ever because he won Super Bowls." Well, Tom's won more. Uh, uh, somebody else is is better because he threw passing yards. Tom's thrown more. He's you know he's the best because he got wins a lot more wins. Tom thrown more, and so when you go through and you start evaluating all of the things that help you. Uh, name a guy as the best ever because he was able to do this in almost every single case across the board. Tom has done more.
0: More your phone 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. But coming up next, what did Marcus have to say today after the good win over the Falcons before the tough defense of the Bills? We'll get to that coming up next. Plus, the latest in the Marcus Mariota approval poll, you fans. Are just too fickle. We'll get to all of that coming up. Jared and the GM right here on ESPN one oh two five the game. Hey, do not miss the pregame show. That's right. Start your morning off on Sunday getting ready for Titans Bills, seven o'clock, right here on ESPN one oh two five the game with the kickoff from seven to nine thirty, followed by the pregame show. Jared and the GM, along with Chris Sanders, live from the George Jones downtown on Second Avenue, nine thirty to eleven thirty, prior to Titans Bills. The NFL pregame show is brought to you by wholesaling Inc., powered by Rumbleon.com. Come Tractors, Middle Tennessee Kubota Dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Taphouse. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game. Jared and the GM, ESPN 1025, the game. Hey, MTSU football, they're taking on Marshall at Floyd Stadium on Saturday. That's right, the stadium named after Floyd. Go to the game early and experience the Grove tailgate area, and don't forget to check out the Blue Raider Beer Garden and Family Fun Zone kickoff. MTSU Marshall, 2.30 2.30 on 102.5 The Game and seven five, in the borough. Floyd Reese, the Titans get set to take on the Buffalo Bills. Marcus Mariota's approval poll back up. After the loss to Jacksonville, the Marcus Mariota approval poll was at 29%, and it is back up to 62%. There you go. Which clearly feeds the Floyd Reese notion that Marcus Mariota is is only judged by the fans on whether or not the Titans win or the Titans lose.
1: Yes, sir. And and it's not just him. You know, I think that that would probably be true with most people. That
0: well, not Derrick Henry. They don't blame Derrick Henry for the loss at Jacksonville.
1: No, most people that are quarterbacks. Oh, start yes. to say, most and coaches. Quarter, yeah, quarterbacks or coaches, and you know, with any team it probably balances out about the same.
0: So 62% say yes, they approve of Mariota as the Titans quarterback. 23% say no, and 15% say no opinion. So more people still say no than have no, uh, no opinion, those 15 people. Here on Jared and the Gia. So Marcus met with the media today. It was interesting. So I don't know if you saw this, Floyd, but on the TV copy of the game, we always talk about does Mariota get on guys? and he laid into Ben Jones on one of the plays where i think he got the ball away on one of those roughing the one of those uh intentional grounding plays mariota that was or wasn't intentional he lit ben jones right up there and tv saw him yelling at ben and pointing at ben so i asked marcus is this something new or is this what you you usually do and i was a little surprised by what marcus had to say Speaking of Ben, the TV copy kind of showed after one of the plays, you, I guess, kind of getting on to Ben a little bit. How much of that is what you've always done, where if you don't like something, you're very vocal about it, and how much of that is maybe something new as you become a veteran player to maybe direct people on the field, on the bench, about how you want certain things done or how they need to be
2: done? Um, I I do believe it's been a part of kind of what I've done um, my entire life. In the heat of the battle, in the moment, you know, you're so concerned with just execution. And... Being able to communicate what you see and making sure everybody's on the same page, I think, is an important role for the quarterback, and I take it very seriously. So, any opportunity I can to help our guys out, so we're all on the same page, I'm
1: going to make the most of it.
0: Floyd, I was stunned to hear Marcus say that he's done that his whole life. We haven't seen a lot of that.
1: Well, yeah, he he didn't say when he did it. You know, I mean, he maybe he waits till halftime, maybe he waits till the end of the game, maybe he waits until Monday. I don't know what, but. Um, at least he's doing it, or sounds like he's doing it, which is which is important and a plus. I think everybody needs that, whether they they agree to it or not. Floyd, are you worried about Mariota's fumbling of the football? Yeah, Mariota
0: asked about his fumbling of the football.
1: Talked about the importance of ball
4: security. How concerned are you with your own fumble issues, or if
2: they're if if you think it's an issue this year? Um. You know, I, I sometimes the ball's gonna pop out. It happens, um, and you got to give credit to the defense for, you know, po- for popping it out. Uh, I can do a better job of securing it and putting it away. But I think the several instances that I have fumbled, it was a result of the guys on the other team making a play.
0: I can't believe you like hearing that.
1: No, the ain't my fault. A, there's no. <laughs> if the balls, if it, if you've got the ball, and it's fault. your Run and you fumble it. It's good, then it's your fault.
0: Don't, not according to him?
1: I don't care. I mean,
0: I mean it, it basically is like Jim Wyatt could have asked, so what do you think about the fumbles? Not my fault. Not my fault. Which is funny because uh, I asked Vrabel about how Buffalo, they went up and fumbled, and boy, Bra- Vrabel, the- Vrabel's not happy about the fumbling. I'll just leave it at that no. as far as the fumbling. Sure but no don't ask Mar But you know what? Not my fault. It ain't my fault. I've never heard Marcus basically say it's not my fault before ever on things that aren't even his fault he'll say it's his fault then it comes to the fumbling not my fault well that is certainly new from you i'm not used to hearing that but not my fault basically the way he kind of put it out
3: there okay
0: marcus do you care that the stats say you have not thrown an interception this season Speaking of ball security, how much pride do you take in the fact when you hear the stat zero interceptions through
2: four games? <laughs> I don't honestly. I don't think about a whole lot of stats. I just do my best to to execute. Uh, I do know, you know, the turnover margin is a huge indication of how well your team does. And you know, if I can take care of the football and give our guys chances and opportunity to make plays, uh, it'll give us chances and opportunities to score points and win games. Once-
0: so, what do you make of it? He basically says, I don't really make much of stats. Well, yeah, but the fact is, is you have not thrown in an interception. That is the point of the, the stat. What do you think of the fact that Mariota hasn't thrown in an interception?
1: Oh, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I think it's something you need to try to continue. We know it's it's not going to last forever. But but if you do end up throwing one, let's throw it you know, either to a team or in a game that it won't. Have an effect on the on the outcome of the game. You know, you don't want to wait till the you're playing the the most important game of the year, and then all of a sudden you decide that you end up with you know a couple of, of interceptions. That's what I mean. The Buffalo team last week in New England. That's that's basically what happened to that quarterback. You know, he yeah I think he had three interceptions, and you know ended up getting hurt. So. But, but no, I, you know, this is something he knows and he knows that, you know, he understands that I think better than probably anybody.
0: And then finally I asked Marcus, what can you improve on the most? What do you feel like you need to improve on the most or what are you focused on improving
2: on the most? Well, I, first and foremost was just the negative place. You know, I feel like if we can stay on track on first and second down, we give our chance a better opportunity to sustain drives by being a third and manageable. So that's been a focal point for me uh, these first few weeks. You know, last week was a little better, and I can still improve on it. That. And that's, that's what's cool about this game is no matter what, you can always improve.
0: So when I asked him that question, I wasn't asking you, the team. I was asking you, what can you improve on better? He said the negative plays. Floyd, what do you think he can improve on the most?
1: Well, I think what he said is exactly right, which is, you know, the first downs and the second downs and – you know, get them in a position where on third downs you're not having you're not sitting there at third and fifteen. You know, trying to get trying to get something away because as a quarterback, I mean, you that that is of all the people on the on the offense, you're the one that's probably going to take the the biggest pain out of that that third and fifteen play, whatever it is, because you're probably going to be throwing, and everybody in the stadium knows that. And if they've got legitimate pass rush guys, you're probably going to be, you know, hammered. So you need to try to prevent all of that.
0: Coming up next on Jared the GM, to the Preds, they start their season tomorrow night. Of course, we'll be live out of Bridgetown Arena, and you can win a pair of tickets to come on out and see us. But there is a mega story surrounding the Predators that nobody is making a big deal about. And I'm stunned. And I am stunned and why it has major ramifications, in my opinion, on the beginning of the season. We'll get to that coming up next. Hey, Predator fans, Smashville Live returns tonight, hosted by Braden Gall, live from Brew House South in Cool Springs, located in 1855 Galleria Boulevard from 7 to 8. This week's guests are National Predators General Manager David Poyle and Assistant, Manager, uh, Assistant General Manager Brian Poyle. The first 50 people have their opportunity to get an autograph for a picture. Fans can win tickets to see the Preds take on San Jose at Bridgetown Arena Tuesday, October 8th, plus Nash and the Predators energy team will be there. Smashville Live. Brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Jared and the GM at ESPN 1025 the game.